One, two, three, the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. It's me, CLB. It's me, Teddy Flower. And today we're joined by Chris Forrester. How are you, Guy? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Are you sure? You've been nervous over there. I'm not nervous at all, to be honest. Well, it's a bit of a dream come true being here. In the presence <laughs> of greatness. Yes, yeah, I love that. He gave you a bit of stick, didn't he? Saying he'd never come on, Calvin. I'm just going to sting him off. Off the bat. Right, so. <laughs> I think that was about. Uh, I think that was about three weekends in a row I bumped into you. Would it be right saying now it was before Christmas, so I'm not gonna get you into trouble. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the off season. Booked <laughs> into him in town and he was a bit brave. You had a you had a few on him and he was like, Your podcast is shit. I'd never go on your podcast. And like I was like, No, you won't, because you only have good footballers on it. That's an absolute lie, by the way. <laughs> so he was giving the loads and then I bumped into him a few weeks later then and he's like if I ever did come on your podcast, <laughs> you know what I mean? This, that, and the other. And now here we are. Can I give my side? Go on, well, give us well, the wrong well, side of the story there. Go on. So I walked up to you and was giving you a lot of admiration. <laughs> Asked where Terry was. <laughs> Terry was gone. So I said, right, I'll take the lesser half of the podcast. Give him a compliment. <laughs> and I said, I think your podcast great. Well done for your play. I asked, bring me on it. You said, no, we only have good players on it. And that was it. Believe it or not, I believe Gimp more than I believe Calvin. 100%. That's definitely what Calvin would say. 100%. You know what I'm like, Terry? I'm real welcoming to people. Unless they say something smart to me, then I have to say something smarter. So he came up and he was like, your podcast is shy. I'd never be on it. I was like, I know you wouldn't because you only have good players on it. That's exactly word for word what happened. Yeah, Yeah, I was sober. So was I. Why, yeah? (laughs) 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 You were here. Bombs like that. (laughs) He was dribbling and doing set ball, but he had no football. Right, boys. Yeah, first and foremost, how are you keeping? How's things, bro? Yeah, I'm not too bad, yeah. Yeah, uh, flat out. Flat out training. Yeah. Delighted to be here. Get up, Elda. Have you any zingers for us? <laughs> no, I've no zingers. I've been trying to think since the other day. We have a zing up last week, yeah? Cool. Do the match on this one yourself. Would you rather two cent for every step you take, right? Or 50 cent every time you jump? Ah, uh, two cent. Every time you take that, a step? I checked that this morning. Well, you're having a scam. <laughs> I, was you I was like, yeah, I'll take the two cent. Yeah. Would you take the two cent? Yeah, a lot, a lot of effort in jumping. steps like. is 200 quid. And that's what you average a day, is 10,000. What, the average person average 10,000 a day? Yeah, that's... Is it, yeah? Mm. So and what then if you're jumping and all, it's a lot of, lot of effort in doing jumps. Yeah, like you're never jumping, you're just walking like you're normal. So how many jumps would you need to do up uh, 200 quid? 400. 400, yeah. 400 jumps compared to 10,000 steps, boys. 10,000 steps is handy. You've probably done about 2,000 coming over. Yeah, easily. And then walking back and then going about your day. Yeah, see, I'm still not fully convinced, boys. I don't know what I take. Yeah, you'd get paid more for running around the pitch taking two cents a step than you do now. Yeah, so we get a distance and all in games and all, so it's handy. What are you averaging like, in a game? You'd know that. What are you averaging? I'm always up there, like... Yeah, give us a little bit. Give us a little bit. I think it was like 10, 5 or something. 10.5k. Not bad. That's, that's good going. That's that. Not bad, yeah. That's good that's, going. And it was a hot day as well yesterday, so usually yeah. the, the most I think I done was about twelve. This is playing again. This excuses were getting beaten yesterday. Isn't it? <laughs> 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 it was a bank holiday as well. <laughs> yeah. So eighty percent of people would do the two cent mm. step, and twenty percent do fifty cent for a jump. Make it your or a jump. Make it. Oh, ah, now come out, you'd be bleeding. Now. You'd be jumping up and down the stairs coming out of the gaff. Wouldn't yeah. Get well. I'll give you a previous thing, yeah. Yeah. So, what three things would you bury under the spoiler for a time capsule to be opened in 200 years' time? <laughs> so, what would you do? What would you bury under that? I don't even say a patch jersey or anything like it. He's nervous. Jeez, I couldn't tell you. Come back to me at the end, I'll have a thing to it. I don't know. Come back to me at the end. Yeah. What did you say? What did I say? Smokes. Smokes. 20 blue, did I? Yeah, man. No, there's 20 blue under the spoil. Oh, Yeah, that's what you have under it. <laughs> 20 blue under the spoil. How would you find this out? It was, it was the anniversary there in January yeah. or something, wasn't it? It was like 20 years. It was 20 years since he put the spoil up in yeah, January. Yeah. So. And he put a letter from the Lord Mayor in there. I don't even. Who was the Lord Mayor at the time? That changes every 20 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He just changed the Lord Mayor every So I was like, what's the fucking point in that? Yeah. And then, <laughs> what else was under it? 
there was a pay button. There was pay, and Argus catalog. Was that not that's something? Cool. The price or something? So they could compare it to the price. No, but they should put a temple bar receipt in the now. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't they, bro? Did they not put a, bit, a restaurant menu? They put a restaurant menu in it. They show what food that you were serving back then. I think that was it. That's a mad one. What would you put under it? You putting at me? Yeah, you. Well, I don't know what I put in now. Ooh. In twenty twenty three. Fuck. Is there anything popping into your head yet? A vape. Put a vape in it. A vape, in yeah. Ten years' time, they're going to be banned killing people and you're going to be looking like, how the fuck are people going around swinging out with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is they are a bit heavy, them. Yeah. Well, it's just in the open. It's just a Duracell battery with a straw <laughs> on it. It's, it is. You ever see yeah. him? Terry loves a vape. Yeah. No, boy. Terry don't loves a vape. You're bringing me vape. You know what, the melon yolk. <laughs> yeah. Boys, Elf I, bars and all. I think that poxy. Boys, yeah. I, I'd be walking around town with those kids like... Yeah. 12, 11, 12, swinging out of them, yeah. Like, that's madness, boys, mm. no? Like, I'd... I'm not a bother to them, like. Not a bother no. on them. The man's are getting them the vapes. Like, you know what I mean? And it's better than me that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? I don't know, boys, it's worse than smoking. Do you reckon? Yeah. Ah, there is some long term stuff going to come out It's not more concentrated than smoking. What's that, mean? As in, like, it's a higher amount of shit in it. Yeah, so if there's smoke. about bleeding 10 million puffs in the thing as well. I don't believe that, boys. I, that's why I don't vape, boys, because I don't got to flop my drag up. Then a good John Blue take the lung out of boys. That's been out straight. You're the only fella in 2023 who promotes smoking. No, I'm not. Listen, don't start smoking, do you get me? I'm just saying, I smoke, and my lungs are in rag order. How straight look. I sound like a motor break in the morning. Yeah, bro, lung like a cocoa pop. I'm in bits going around there. He's ringing in the morning. Every time he rings, he's out having a smoke. Do you need it, like, would you say, like, proper addicted to smoking, like? Oh, mate, I'm heavy on How the long have you been though. smoking? Ah, since I'm about 14. Is it, yeah? We gave them up for a while. Gave them up for six them. months. Did you feel fresh, like? Six, oh, he was fresh. <laughs> he was, was in the, the nick of his life. He was He was worth a fortune. 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> yeah. Boy, smokes. Let's talk about that. 20 quid for smokes, bro. 1950 I pay. But I get 27 blue. <laughs> what you get me? 27. I 27, bro. I remember it's like one a year. suitcase in your pocket. <laughs> one year that went up to 12 euro and it was more. Than, is it 1950 now? I pay 19. Yeah, no, I remember my ma used to always be fuming every time. It, the budget it comes a budget out. Yeah. 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 Fucking smokes gone up to 17 euro. Fuming yeah. in the gaff. No. I remember that was 12 quid yeah. and that was like, that was killing. 12 quid for smokes. 1950, Terry. It's a heavy addiction, that. Oh, boy, is it? It's serious, why? I remember you could get 10 blue. Like you could get 10 blue back in the day by like 7 euro and all, 6 euro and all. And now it's like 27 blue for 20 quid. You and me got rid of them. Got rid of what? Me, Hal Martin. Got rid of the smokes. To 10 blue, yeah. You're not allowed to buy them in small quantities anymore. Why though? I don't know. He said it on the podcast. <laughs> no, he brought in the smoking bags. Yeah, and, and he said it. And pubs and all. And he said what do you think of that? Oh, what? Look, he's trying to hang us out the trees like a journalist over there. What do you think of what? <laughs> <laughs> the smoking man and pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just, think it's great. For you, I say, great, yeah. like it's good because I'd be lighting smoke here and non. I just chain smoke on the podcast yeah. that smoking band was. Did you ever go to pub like when you're younger? Just a cloud. Yeah. But no one said that. No one no, ever used to say, like, so oh, normal, like smokes in here. Like, they'd be sitting there the all day with a pack of bacon fries and a bleeding yeah. glass yeah. of coke. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. At least you weren't neglected. At least you were with your man there. Do you know what I mean? No, but look, people ran amok when that smoking man came in. Yeah. The people wanted to keep it the way it was. Look, could you smoke walk now with the oil like and all? I don't know. I don't know about okay. that now. And the matter that we can't remember that. Yeah. Well, that was brought in in what, 2001? 04. Oh four. Oh four, yeah. So we were about nineteen when that came yeah. in. We were old. He was getting trials now. <laughs> Terry was on trials as well. Yeah. Up the CCJ. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a mad one. Could you smoke in airports and all? You could smoke on a plane. On the plane? Yeah. Yeah, at one stage you could, and then they got rid of that. Yeah. That's why they used to always bring this and no smoke and fly. Because I remember I used to think when I was on the plane years ago, they always say that. This yeah. and no smoke and fly. I was like, does that mean there is smoke and flights? And I was playing to use it. Fly to Ibiza though. Oh, but yeah, seriously, boys, that's why like I like will never do a long flight. When I went to Tokyo to get my teeth done, that was like over four hours, boys. You was wanting yeah. to see me in that flight. I felt like opening the doors. Some airports have like smoking boxes. Yeah. Do you ever see them? Yeah. You go in, it's just a glass box you can smoke in it. 
instead of going outside. What, like in the airport? <laughs> in the airport, yeah. Dublin airport just has the little smoke near the end of the pub. Yeah, but a uh, proper airport that does be leading you, which you know the big you jokes. Yeah. Like, I mean, these things are the size of towns and you can't go outside. You go into this like glass box and the ventilators are all out and you're brand new then. That's, why don't you just have them everywhere? Because it's probably expensive. Oh, you hate even walking through with smoking area on a night out. Yeah. You come out and you smell the smoke. Wrong. On the way out the door, and you're like, I'm stinking the smokes already. Yeah. Poxy buzz. Yeah. Sticks with you, that smell as well. It's wrong. It just sticks on you. Right, where are we going? Get. We're going to jump straight into you. Yeah. Right? So, what's your name? Where'd you come from? What was life like growing up? Uh, Chris Forrester. Born at Ebony. Grew up in Queen Street. Uh, I had to say sorry to her because he's one of our own. Yeah, he's one of the boys. Uh, grew up yeah. in Queen Street. Yeah, life was grand growing up. No bother. Pretty normal childhood. Just you just obviously start playing football young then. Ah, yeah. Around so, the area and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd be out all day playing it. Yeah. Literally all day. I sometimes even sleeping with a ball. It sounds a bit mad, like, but sleeping with a ball now is crazy stuff. And that's, that's all I ever knew, like. Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously went to school in town and all, did you? Yeah, I went to Brunner. Then, like, so when you, when you were in school, were you, like, going on trials and stuff like that? No, see, that's the thing. I, I didn't start playing for Belva until I was 17. 17? Yeah. So what age did you start playing football then? I was playing football all through that time. Like, I'd been at, like, Bowers under Nines team called Frankfurt. It's just all the lads, like... Frankfurt? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they came from. But, uh, played with a team called Frankfurt, then played with Smithfield. The lads set up a team called the Smithfield, but I would have been about 15. It was, like, another 13s, 14s league. So you were a banger? I was a banger, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was little, yeah, because obviously I was tall enough in the... Playing against younger boys, just doing all sorts of skills and all bleeding. Yeah, just bashing people, like physically and mentally, like just battering them. And then I went to Belvoir then when I was 17. Uh, Anto Corkin was the manager there. And then that was it. That was the only real ever kind of structured setup I was in. So, like, most footballers, like, they're in a the proper football academy. Yeah. yeah. All the way up. Like, that's what, on trials and skill and all. They're like, fuck mm. the junior shit, the leave and shit, and now what I want to do and all this yeah. carry on. That wasn't like It was that. like that. Now, there was a potential for me to go to uh, Larkin. They had the football scholarship. scholarships yeah. and stuff, but I didn't really want to go down into town and stuff. Uh, it's only up the road. I was miles well, no, off. There was like no Lewis or anything then, back in the day. People used to come from Tallaght to go to Larkin. Yeah, now one of the lads, he was in there. And he ended up giving uh, some town a box. He's from El Palmerstown way. Gave them a box and he said, there's about 40 youngblers waiting outside the fence where I'm at the skill. <laughs> he had to run to the bus gone, the bus got gone. Never showed up to the skill again. Like, yeah. That's what I was like, I don't know. I had the potential to do that. But now there's it, like, I'm actually, the way that I've done it, I'm actually probably better off. So I find a lot of people that went to academies and stuff when they were younger, kind of lose the kind of love for the game and stuff. Yeah. Whereas I always loved it just because it was, all I knew and whereas yeah. then it became a job if you're going to these academies you're just setting targets that are probably a bit unrealistic I just knew I always wanted to play in the league league royal and play for balls and then thankfully I ended up doing that So how do you get that break when you're playing for Belvo then what happens then? We had a very good team we were very very good we ended up winning the All-Ireland down in Cork Who was on your team? Anto Cork and Lee Swords Graham Parkinson a few others do you know Anto Cork? Yeah Yeah they were all there and a few others that had kind of you know Sean Skelly? Yeah, he was he's there. He was, he was unbelievable. Yeah, um, he was there, and it was just a good team and it was good lads, I suppose. But uh, yeah, play for them, won the All Ireland, and then uh, we were all kind of potentially going to these teams in the league, and then Bowers had ended up going bankrupt. And uh, I remember one day, Pat Fellin came to the training session, pulled us all in, and basically just said, "We want everyone here to come play for Bowers on the nineteens, on the twenties league, because they were obviously struggling. They couldn't sign the players that they would usually be signing. So we went all went in there." On amateur forms, wasn't getting paid around, so it was alright for me because I, I always wanted to play balls anyway, so it was a great step. Uh, went in there and then had a year there, yeah. So then, how do you get that break into the first team then? So you're obviously on the twenties, you say there. Yeah, so you're playing in the twenties league, and then obviously if you're doing well, like they'll call you up to the bench or whatever. I remember Keith Buckley and Roberto Lopez; they ended up playing a lot of first team football. Yeah. Just because of the numbers, like might have been injuries, and you know, just the the way it went. I think I played eleven games or something that year off the bench and maybe started one or two. But yeah, no, it's just through training. They obviously then Ward passes up. He's doing well. We'll take him up, have a look at him, and then yeah, if you're good enough, you'll end up getting in. Is anyone in your family involved in football? Uh, no, not really. No, I think my cousin Marco went on draw the Leeds one year. Yeah, and uh, he was going on the Debs with his board, and uh, it was either you go on that Debs or go to Leeds you go to Debs Grant you go to Leeds we're, we're not together anymore so I think he chose 
to go to the devs with his board and then it ultimately ended up breaking up, I think. But uh, boys, I know one or two of them, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff like That's that. Heavy. I know one or two well, yeah, people well, who came home. What age is 16, 17 going to devs? Ooh, yeah, so, I know a few people who came home from like being yeah. away and then they're not yeah. together, then three months later. And you it don't is hard, like, it is. You need to find like a good balance in that. There's a lot of people that could have went and played whatever leagues and obviously got bored, got them pregnant, and just went off the rails. So there's a lot of looking at as well. So what I ask that is, do you not? Did you not have somebody who kind of like pushed you into football or someone you you looked up to and like I want to be like them or whatever? It just came natural to you? Not really. No, I just was always set on it. I always yeah. knew what I wanted anyway. There was a lot of help. Like my man, I would push me towards, but she wouldn't always talk about you know that kind of way. She'd back you in whatever you wanted to do, but it was truly down to myself. And it's probably because of that I didn't end up at one of them academies or like playing for a better team. I suppose growing up. What was your time like at Bowes? I was deadly, yeah. You inspired to play at Bowes then, you get that chance then. Yeah, because I would have still been going as a fan, I suppose. And then obviously sitting in the dugout watching the fans and I was deadly. And then you see everyone around the area is Bowes fans. So I was deadly just in the other looking at you as if you're some sort of god going around. I was still going up in my school uniform to train and all. So it was, it was a bit mad, like, and you're playing with people that I've watched, like Killian Brennan and stuff. Players I've watched throughout the years. I'm going to the same change room as him. He's coming in in a nice car and coming in a bike and <laughs> skill bag on the back. Like, yeah. it was a bit surreal, but stuff like that is, is stuff that kind of sticks out in your memory. Like, I'd love to start going to some League of Ireland games. I always say, I always say, yeah. I'm going to start going up to the Bowers games. Where mm. I'd be getting stick off people, boys. I'm going to be working. I know, realistically, you should. Like, it's only up the road for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid of it. I used to go years ago. I went to it a few years ago. Ah, yeah, sure. I used to call me. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but I just the kindness used to be. Little schooligans running around. Yeah, literally. Yeah, oh, that was yesterday. Was uh, leading the hospital for a bit of trouble. Where's Lovers? Where's Lovers? <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, I'd love to start. But I feel like a mad bandwagon at the end of it. Just jumped on board now at this big age. I know, it's not normal. Like, they, they need people like that. That's, that's what. Yeah. yeah, and then you introduce Calvin to it. Yeah. Calvin introduced the next person. Well, I'm afraid to, like it, to be honest with you because like I'd no affiliation with anyone in League of Ireland. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I said like, all right, I'll go to the Bowes game. We should tell you someone like. Why are you going to Bowes? Why not yeah. go to Shells? I'm like, right, I'll go to Shells and someone's Where would be Why'd you not go to Pats? And I'm like, you can't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, you no, should be just true. happy that there's more people going to the League of Ireland. That's where you find a lot of that now. A lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, bandwagoners, but they're moaning about the I put a tweet about United and I get slated. Why don't you support League of Ireland? So look, I'll, I'll go right, I'll go to the Rovers yeah. match then. You'll be like, why are you supporting Rovers and not Bowes? You know what I mean? You just yeah. can't yeah, like win. You'd see a tweet saying, oh, there's only a thousand at the match. Crowds are shit. Why is nobody support us? You get 3,000 in, 2,000 and we're only in the door. Yeah, get out! You're only bandwagoners. Yeah, you can't win. Like it's fucked. Like yeah, but boys, I'd be getting stick. Like sometimes I'd be walking through town and someone would be like, "A bows content." Like I'm like, I haven't been to a bows game in 15 years, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we had more Rovers players on here than anywhere, yeah. think, didn't we? Two yeah. Rovers, two Rovers, yeah. One bows, yeah. Well, you're a farmer, Bowers, man. I'm a Pats man. You're I've a been at Pats for years. I'm a Pats man. Keith Tracy's technically a Pats man. He does the commentary on our games. Keith does. Yeah. He's a baller as well. Yeah. He was supposed to be unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Who's was the best at... player you played with at Bowers when you were there? That's a good question. Look at you stuck now. Uh, Killian Brennan. Killian Brennan? Yeah. He's a good player. He's from he's from Jordan. He's a bit of a mountain bike, but he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he was deadly now, to be fair. Yeah. So... Obviously, now you were at Bowers. So how long were you at Bowers for then? Just a year. Just one year at Bowers. Yeah. And then you move on. I went to Pats then, yeah. Is that because you were in the amateur contract? It's easy to get you out of that, like? Yeah, it was it was easy. And then Pats were coming in with a little a few quid. So yeah. I wasn't loads now, but it worked well because I was doing the FAI FOSS course. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yeah. it's in uh, the bogeys in Cabra. So they allowed me to do that and you can get like qualifications like in PT and whatever like that. So they allowed me to do that and worked it around that. So I got kind of got paid from both, mm. which which was beneficial. Yeah, so I ended up going there because cause it just made sense. And then Bowers didn't have the money to, to keep me. <laughs> Looking for a few quid? Look what happens. A few quid, Billy. in on the push out with the skill and uniform. And you it's not millions getting thrown around the league. No, that's what I mean. Like, so you have to, and people don't understand that. Like, and I know a lot of players go to other teams and it might be only a couple of hundred quid, but paying a mortgage or whatever, it's, it makes job. a difference. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like it's only one year contracts as well, really, isn't yeah. it? So Rovers pay the most money in the league, don't they? Do they? Yeah, the wages it would like, be, yeah. They have would, the yeah. biggest crowds and 
kind of the best setups and stuff, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Even their training facilities and all are supposed to be top of the range. They probably are the best club in the country, yeah. No, definitely are. Wouldn't even be debate. They are best run club in the country. They have got the best facilities. <laughs> they have. Let's call a spade a spade. I know, they are, they are, they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That stadium. Do you ever see that stadium? Yeah. yeah they're yeah. building a new stand and all. It's perfect. It's a proper stadium. And they're fan owned as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they have the like the finances are run like to the. To be to fair, the a lot of the clubs are run very well nowadays. Yeah. No. Yeah, now very, only in the last say four years, five years yeah. that's at the happening. Whereas, like when you were going thirty, you know what I mean? It was, it, w- it would have been just cartilage. Yeah, I was, you would have been watching me and bleeding in yeah. school, which you probably know. And then yeah. when watching proper players now in professional setups, yeah, yeah. So it's come on leaves and bounds, yeah. Mm. What was your time like at Pats then? Ah, the force yeah. yeah, yeah. I was there for what three and a half, four years. You yeah. ran a muck, didn't you? Yeah, we are very good. It kind of comes around like that. A team will be good for a certain amount of years and then kind of dip away. Like that's what. So I'm not fully in the loop with the League of Ireland, yeah. yeah. But like the last time I was looking at it a few years ago, Dundalk would like win yeah. the league like every year, no? Do you want to come believe in Europa League and all? Where yeah. are they now? Dundalk, then Cork. Then Cork, Cork only Cork. coming back yeah. up from the first division this season. Yeah. And Did they? Good chance of getting relegated again. Yeah, that's like, true. Cork shit this season. But so what's like the story that? with Dundalk? Are they still good, no? They're all right, to be fair. They're not as dominant as they were. So how did they fall off so quickly? What happens there? Just so. investment in players and like yeah. who they're signing. Obviously, they get a few more quid and then. They sign not the right players or they don't invest in the youth or whatever and then they just kind of tip away and then you always have others kind of closing the gap. If you're not making a four that these are coming closer so kind of they yeah. catch up on you and that, that was the time of us. We were, we were that team and then Dundalk were the up and coming team mm. and then they obviously had Cork and their coattails and then I think it would have been Rovers after that and then Rovers have dominated for a few years. Like And then like some of the best players in the League of Ireland and I think it's easy for them to get their heads turned like when an English club comes in for them, you know what I mean? Yeah, well you see with the, the story that what with, happens with, with Jack with the other day, he had the potential to go to America. Who did? Jack. Yeah. And then they, the club turned it down which probably wouldn't have happened a couple of years back because the club would have said we, we need, need the money. money. Yeah. Whereas they're in a, a good financial situation now where they can Say no, we want to keep our best players and, until we get, you know, the right amount of money that we feel is worth. Yeah. So. And that was an MLS club, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte, was it? That would have been deadly for me, for, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, Jack. He would have gotten to the team of the week then. <laughs> Wouldn't have got battered two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so what was your time like at Pats then? Yeah, it was deadly. We were obviously winning, playing great team good manager we won the cup won the league it was perfect it went really well like it was great introduction into you know being a professional footballer for me yeah so obviously it can be hard you start everything on a high you're winning everything and you think that this is the way it's going to be forever but me then that kind of dwindled away and I got moved then to Peterborough were you full time at Pats the first yeah full time time, yeah. yeah yeah Well, no, not the first time. First year, no. The next two, three years, yeah. Yeah. We was trying to half forward in the Alta. Yeah. Which was a nightmare to get to, but still playing football for a living. Yeah. Yeah, then I ended up going a few trials and that. Clubs wanted to look at me and stuff, but then Peter came in with an offer and I ended up going to England then. What trials? Who, who were you going to? I was at Wolves and Watford. That was only two, like, realistically. Championship at the time, buddy? I'm not actually sure. It would have been around 2014, 2015. Yeah, they could have been championship. Was yeah. that Mick McCarthy? Mick McCarthy, yeah, shook his hand. Hardest hand I've ever shook in my life. Nearly <laughs> broke the thing he did. But now, then obviously, then nothing came of them. And uh, I was like, Jesus, it's hard. It's a hard life when you're getting rejected like that. Yeah. I know it's probably not a real rejection. It's just, you're just down suit us or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it was hard. And then I was kind of giving up on it. But had a season, I scored like eight or nine in a row. Peter came in, tried to sign me. A week later, I was gone. Now, this is the big difference in your career then. I got to playing at home then over there. So what's that like? Ah, it, was, it was mad, to be fair. Because when I was leaving, I was, what, 21. I'd only had a baby. She was a couple of months old. Still didn't even know how to make me bed. Like. Yeah. So I was obviously going over there as a young kid, a young fella. But without my ma, I was struggling. Like. Mm. I went over. Gaffy used to be in bits. Just had pizza boxes just stacked. It's I couldn't even put a bag out to the bin <laughs> but I was on my own yeah for like four few months but I was real weird like I wouldn't even go and get myself like internet like I wouldn't even ring the internet and say can you come out and put internet in the gaff so I used to go off the uh, it's actually pretty sad this one you just go to Starbucks get like an hour on the internet and then just bounce back to gaff watch films all day was why were you like that I know I was always like that just very in, like into myself yeah like yeah. I wasn't I couldn't I couldn't physically pick up a phone and just ring and say Right, wherever this is my address, can you come out and install internet? And I could have just asked anybody at the club, could you get that done with me? I just wouldn't do it. I was just very shy, and you know, I don't know why I was like that, but 
probably held myself back a bit. So you found it tough then when you went over? Yeah, it was tough, yeah. Well, I was playing, it was weird because I was playing the best football I've ever played in my life. Like for about six, seven months straight, you couldn't touch me. And that's without trying to sound big-headed or anything. No, I was literally on top of the world. They like, gave you a good deal and all, didn't they? And they gave you another deal. deal then. Yeah, so after that six, seven months, I was out playing so good. We were out in Portugal or Spain or somewhere on a pre-season camp and uh, the chairman called me and another fella in. And I was like, well, he must be going to make him captain and make me vice captain. Uh, walked in, he was like, whatever, whatever, I want you to be captain and I want you to sign this new deal. And he threw a lot of money at me, so I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm here, so I might as well. Ended up signing that, got made captain. But I think that was just in terms of like, oh, he's the captain of the club, he's playing really well, selling for an extra few quid. Yeah. Because they're, they're a selling club at Peterborough, like they, they like to bring in players for, you know, little or nothing and then sell them for millions. We've done it over the years uh, with a lot of players. Uh, so I think that was his way of viewing it, like we can sell him on for a few extra quid if he's the captain, you know. But I didn't really enjoy it, like I'm not a captain, like I said, I'm, I'm very into myself, I don't really talk that much. I speak Do you feel like, like a captain has to be, like a lot of people assume that a captain has to be loud mouthed and like Vocal. go for it. But like yeah. can a captain not be introverted and just like show like I don't know, be a role model to players in terms of As in lead performance wise, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the kind of angle he came at me with. He goes, I know what kind of person you are and you're not very out there, like you're not a shouter, but you're playing so well and the lads will see that and the way you carry yourself. So Even yeah, you can lead through that. Early and being the last one yeah, you lead like through that. that way, but uh I've been around captains that are shelters and I've been around captains that are quiet. You just have to... It's what do you think suits better? What would you rather play with a captain that's more vocal or less? Mm. Depends on the person. Well, it's like that. If, if your captain's coming in shouting out of him and he's having a stinker every week, you're going to be like, who's this fella shouting? <laughs> like, yeah, and you're playing shit. But uh, I think you need a, a bit of a, a mix. Yeah. You know, you need to be able to talk when you need to talk and someone needs to have a rattle you need to get them a rattle yeah yeah so how did you find it then when the major captain I was good yeah I still played very well had some good games but I wasn't really leading by telling anyone it's a lot of work that has to go into like organising player appearances and stuff so going to sponsors and you know say Terrence and Calvin you was like going to Domino say Domino sponsor the club you have to go do a player appearance doing stuff like that just looking after everybody else so that's what the captain does then well, that's well, what well, you had yeah, to do yeah. over there. Like, you had to kind of sort all that sort of stuff. And if anyone has any other problems, like, you kind of have to be there for them. Where I wasn't even there for myself yeah. to be able to be there for someone else, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I found, it, I found it tough, but it was, it was a good experience. Do you think your performances on the pitch were so good because you were using that as an escape for how shit it was off the pitch? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I always think about it. Because I was, I was miserable off it, proper miserable, for the first year, probably maybe the year, year and a half. But... It was so weird to me because I was playing so good. Mm. I was like, why? So I used to always mess with me missus saying, like, I actually play better when I'm depressed. Because obviously it is, it's an escape. Mm. So yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird time, but I didn't realise that at the time. Like, I was just like, what's going on? Yeah, do you ever think about saying it to someone at Peterborough? Because like them clubs, they have like proper structure in place, they have the background set and all. Yeah, but then again, I wasn't, no one would have known how, how miserable I was outside. Because when I came in, I was jolly and wherever, playing the part that I needed to play. But... As soon as I left training ground, I left the match day. I was just going back to the gaff, sitting there watching films, like. Yeah. So it was it was pretty hard, but now I, again it's because I never I wouldn't have told anybody. It's only probably in recent years that I've actually learned how to probably talk about stuff like that. Did you just get to the playoffs with Peterborough? No, we never got there. We got close. I think we came seventh, uh, but we never got there. No. I remember because memories went on a good run one year. Yeah, we were always close there. Yeah, but no, the year that two I was there, we didn't get in. Because it's one of them things, you know, when you know of somebody and they go away, you kind of always throw one on the team, yeah, what yeah. they're doing, yeah, yeah. how well they're doing, like that. So, so you were a fanboy and way back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that Chelsea match, mate. I, and I remember the match you brought out, you went out the mascot as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah mate, you went well in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still even do that. I remember doing that when you were away as well, checking yeah. and seeing how you I do on. that with a lot, yeah, a lot I of still, people. I still like, do that yeah. now with Troy Parrott and stuff like that. I still do that to Peter, but to watch them. Yeah, yeah, and then Aberdeen, which we, it didn't go really well. I watched them see if they lose or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like that fuming if they win. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, your young one's the same age as my young one. Yeah, and that's I remember seeing that. I think someone shared it, and you were walking out and you had it on your arms. So I was like, yeah. that's fucking deadly because yeah. they're the same age. You know what I mean? There it is. And honestly, she was your mascot. 
It's such a, it was a, a great experience for me, especially just to have her over there. And then obviously to bring her on the pitch was deadly. She still comes to me Pats games now every week. Uh, that's because she has to. No, she doesn't. She's dragged out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Amar actually asked her yesterday, would you still follow Pats if, if your daddy left? And she was like, yeah, of course I would. And I'd follow whoever else he played, but once a saint, always a saint. So she loves yeah, it all. Like, deadly. So uh, she's brainwashed is what you're telling <laughs> Not by me. She loves gowns. Great atmosphere for the kids. Like, she yeah. see the amount of kids and all there now. But yeah, no, that day was unbelievable. I had my nephew beside me as well, and it was on Sky Sports, so it was, it was just great. And then get her on that, and now you can show her that in the future and say, look, you're on the pitch with me then. Mm. Like, she might remember. Yeah, whatever, like, but look, yeah, that used see. to be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be as somebody, believe it or not, <laughs> sitting in the gaff gargle, look, it wasn't somebody, I told you. <laughs> yeah, so Calvin mentioned that Chelsea game. Yeah. That wasn't even the best I played in the FA Cup. I played, we played Villa and all in the FA Cup. Yeah. You spanked Jack, them, didn't you? Spanked them. Yeah. Jack Grealish and, and another way, obviously, if they don't start the main players and then they obviously get a bit nervous. And then you showed them all. Jack on, and all was coming on, so you're like, oh, jeez, we're going to have to knuckle down. But yeah, it was some good days. And obviously, they used to be on BBC. We used to have Gary Lineker and all. And you'd obviously get tagged and whatever. Gary Lineker says this. Alan Sheridan and all saying this. So it used to be all surreal to me. Like, these are obviously people that you've been watching on Sky Sports or Match of the Day for years or whatever. Uh, yeah, the Chelsea game was crazy. Someday went instead in a because I think you get comped when you play in the FA Cup with the FA, they'll pay for the hotel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we went instead in a lovely little swanky hotel in London. I remember the bat was too nice not to have a bat, you know? When yeah, you like them, yeah, yeah. When were we going to get one of these again? <laughs> Big curved thing. Uh, but now I went in there, had a, had a good night before it. Like we were all raring to go, played in the game, went to the stadium, it was actually deadly. You've seen like Kante. No, did you ever see when you get off the bus and you're just walking in, all the fans are there. We get off the bus and everyone's just like, who the fuck it is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. So you obviously get a bit of a inferiority complex or something. Is that what's... Yeah, so you don't feel like you're good enough to be... Yeah, like, you're anything. like, yeah. this isn't me. Like, So yeah. you get a lot of that. And that's imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of that in football. Yeah, so we walked in and then you obviously see David Luiz and all. And you're like, right, let's go. We'll give them a bash. Went out, played well, played really well. Now we ultimately lost 4-1. Aiden Ragdolt but I remember coming in at half time and it still sticks with me this moment David Luis was in the in the oak and he gave me a high five and all he goes you're a baller like a that to me was like deadly yeah that's quality yeah and like, that's that just sticks out with me but then after the game the lads were allowed we were allowed to go into their change room and all and they'll just see so he's going to go in and do a bit of willy watch and see what I was like. <laughs> 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 I'll get a bit of info on a few of them. <laughs> Straight on. The but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going in. A few of the lads went in, got jerseys and that. I ended up getting a Kante's jersey. I think they'd only won the World Cup or something a few years before. Or something. He was playing really well. He's won player of the year the year before, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Ended up coming home, getting offered 500 quid for the jersey. I was like, nah, I can't sell it. It's worth more than that, yeah? Yeah, like, it's a memory that I'll... That will last a lifetime, like. Yeah. Who was the best Chelsea player on the pitch? Did you feel? Uh, like, who, who shocked you? Did anyone shock you and go, "Whoa"? John Terry was brutal. Brutal. <laughs> what <laughs> nah, year was this? Brutal. He ended up getting sent 20, off. Eight, Nineteen or something. Was Not it? sure what year it was. Nineteen. Was I don't know. Well, he's long. Actually, he was, he was old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of he ended up getting later. sent off and all. He got uh, sent off that game, didn't yeah. he? How do we not remember that? Well, you was not drawing that game because it was a same. Oh, it, it was same competitive. Lot, yeah, it was. We nearly went one 0 up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like that. Seemed more competitive than it was. Yeah. They just do that, flick a switch, and then they'll score. Like probably William was the best. William, he got yeah. You just see him, and then you don't see him. He's gone. It's in your yeah. box. Pedro played. You know Pedro. Yeah. Pedro, yeah. He chopped me up. Yeah. <laughs> he chopped me up. It was like a chance to shoot, and I just slid. But you ever see? You just keep sliding. Sends it to shop, like. Yeah, I was sliding for days. <laughs> and, he, and he just stuck it in the roof of the net. And then obviously, you knowing people obviously slagging you, you just pick out that moment. Yeah. Like you could have done a million good things. Yeah. And then you just see a video of me just sliding, getting tagged in it. Yeah. That oh, no, was good. It was a good occasion. Some was good it good? I hope not. Like that. That's the level. Like that's. The I was, yeah, and you know, it's a weird one because then obviously you, you start to think to yourself, oh, I could probably play at this level or, or I'm way off. I didn't feel like I was way, way off. I knew there was ways to go to get to that level, but I felt like I could hold myself at that level and I was actually proud of myself coming yeah. over. You know, David Louise is pulling you, saying you're a ball and all that, so obviously yeah. like, you weren't impressing some of them. Like, you know Especially at half time. That's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like that going out second half buzzing. What yeah. score was it at half time? Uh, 2 0, I think. Yeah, so you got 2 0 up. Yeah, so it's a token. You're a baller. Yeah, what would you have said we come in 2 0 up? Like, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably give you a slap. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Badly. But 
and that was some occasions like that throughout the years was very good yeah played Villa Villa Park batted them what score was that game? It was 3-1 three, three one. One or something, yeah. Yeah, 3-1. Yeah. Played Leicester at, at home in yeah, the FA Cup. show you back then. <laughs> yeah, but Harry Maguire had not played. He was good. He was good at yeah. one stage in the square, wasn't he? He was good. Was he? Yeah. But in fair, like I say this all the time, but he was a good player. He was a good. He obviously wouldn't have got a move to United if he wasn't. Something like, happened. Yeah. What, what played, happened there? I get talking to me about. No, it's the pressure of playing for United. Like, imagine and the you pressure can make it that bad. Ah, yeah. Like, bro. Imagine what? the amount of abuse he's getting like on a daily on his whatever news feeds or whatever even just scrolling anywhere he's seeing his name getting abuse like I'm all but like don't be bullying and all but he's hard to watch like ah uh, he is he's, like if I was a United fan terrible. like I would be sick are you a United fan yeah yeah. like that brutal. would break my heart like and it's hard not to come like it's football at the end of the day and he knows what comes with it like when, yeah. when you don't before. I'm sure you've got an awful lot of stick at certain times in your career as well when you don't show up but when you don't show up every fucking oh, week yeah, they come out of the woodwork they do like, people just come out of the woodwork caning yeah. you yeah. now I, I found it hard at my level and I only have about 20 followers <laughs> he has about 20 yeah, million yeah. like you know what I mean so obviously the abuse but like even when he plays for England kid like he can play ball I was at his debut he was fucking lethal was he yeah 4-0 we beat Chelsea yeah, you know what I mean every ball into the box it just met his head I don't know how it was like a magnet everything and he cleared that and I was like this fella's lethal yeah what a sign it was about 90 million wasn't he or something? 80 million but I remember at the time going 80 million because he's English that's mad yeah. he's not an 80 million player I remember thinking that yeah. but I remember thinking he's a solid player ah, he is he's, he was good in that game anyway. and I know like obviously he went tonight and he was thinking but he was good at Leicester who else was at Leicester? Who, what other big names was there? Well, played them the FA Cup. Yeah, in a, in a, in a, in a natural. No, in a natural. Yeah. Was he there? Yeah, I passed the ball right to him. He scored, bleeding about two minutes in. Fuming. See, you made a mistake against Pedro there. against Ian Nacho as well. No, it wasn't a mistake against Pedro. That no, was just, just a piece of genius. Ended yeah. up the corner of like. Had to slip. <laughs> but, uh, in fairness, he was at League One, so it wouldn't be unlikely for you to get drawn against Blake. No, no. Premier League teams in the Couple like that. Mm. Yeah. Damari Gray played. Casper and Michael and I was there, but I don't think he played. Do you yeah. ever think back and be like, do you not regret getting jerseys and all? Getting them, asking for them. Yeah. I'm very like that. I, there'll be times when I haven't asked for them. I done it at Chelsea because I was Kante and I like Kante. Yeah. But in the Villa game, I didn't ask because I thought, I don't want them to think like... I'm a fanboy, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't know why I've done that because ultimately, they never remember me. They won't give a fuck. Yeah. Mm. So there's been a few occasions like that. In the Leicester game, I never asked either because of that example. I was mm. like, I'm not asking him. I'm not letting him think he has one up on me. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Like, It's a weird mindset to have. Do you think <laughs> that you're trying to portray yourself as a tough fella? You know what I mean? Like you and not ask asking about the jersey, yeah, absolutely. And, but not even asking someone to come over and like do the internet in the gaff like. No, that's not not yeah, that's two separate that. things. Yeah, two in terms of getting a jersey, yeah. That's kinda of like saying, Oh no, you're not that much better than me, like mm, but with yeah. the internet thing that was just a, a mental problem there. Yeah. That yeah. I couldn't kinda of get get over the line with. It's two different things. So obviously Peterborough then. Why do you feel like the you said the chairman called you a major captain? So why do you feel like that was too sad on for a few quid and it wasn't because you actually were a role model to the players? I know I do think it was a bit of both, to be fair. Uh but with the history of that the club, they are a selling club. Like they signed me for I'm not even sure how much it was, fifty K or something. And then obviously if there's potential to sell me on for a couple of mil. One mil, two mil, yeah. that's a great profit margin. Yeah. Like so I think that was the main factor in the decision. But the other side of it was, I was playing really well and I was a good player to lean on in, in, yeah. in bad times, I suppose. Surely no one would really be shocked that you were made captain? No, not really. It was, it was yeah. It was, like, yeah, I understand why he's at the down that, you know? Yeah. So how did your time at Peterborough come to an end then? And why? Like? So I went through about five managers at Peterborough. I was on the end of the door a week and uh, Dave Robertson, he ended up getting sacked a week later. So I'm like... Just leaving me in the bleeding dark here, like. But then ended up bringing in Grant McCann, who was a great manager. Put me in a new position, played me every week, gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, and then just throughout the years, I throughout the one or two years, had another three managers, some mad characters. You ever see Steve Evans? You know Steve Evans? No, what is that Big name? fella. There's a video of him, I think he was manager of Rotherham, and uh, they scored at Wembley and he's running down the line. Oh, I have to pull it up, it's, uh, it's funny. He was a bit mad, like. Another fella, Graham Wesley, he was a millionaire, like, and he'd let you know, like, he was a millionaire. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had, like, this cleaning company in uh, Canary Wharf and all stuff like that. He used to be in the big Bentley, where he'd come down and be headlocking lads and all, like, he loved a bit of 
a bit of scrapping like it's <laughs> weird like, it's a funny story he actually got me going one day we were playing Barnsley away and uh, they were going from promotion we were trying to obviously stop that and he's like imagine someone has your ma in that shower now going to her head you don't win this game she's gone I'm like that's trembling. See me, my months. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, so I'd see me, my months. I was like, well, just like that. He's talking. I'm looking over at the shower. Uh, so I went down. And I was wound up to bits. I don't know. The comment just got me. Like it just hit me. I was like, fuck this, I need to get back in here and see me, man. How am I going to get off this pitch? <laughs> so I ended up getting sent off, losing the head. Did Went you get sent off? Yeah, my head was gone, I swear to God. And that's like team talks and like have an effect on that. Like people don't realise. But since he said that, my head was gone. I was just thinking of ways I can get off this pitch. Ultimately, ended up getting sent off. I was fucking, it was a bit weird though. You sound like the greatest manager you've ever had. Anyway. I was good, now. He could get you going, like stuff like that. That was a bit intense for me, yeah, but he got you going. Intense, yeah. England's mad for the, the managers, you know, yeah. for bollocks. They no. didn't sack anyone. Literally. Yeah. That's what, five managers I think I had two and a half years, three years. It's madness, that is. Yeah. And then you only find your way under the manager, you're getting to know him and then. Yeah, he's out there. Brighton, that's Steve like Evans. He didn't like me. Yeah, I remember running sessions and all on him. Now when you do a bit of shape, and uh, I'd be kicking the ball out of the stadium and all that. Like, just <laughs> stuff like that just to annoy him because he wasn't playing me and all. So petty stuff. But when you're a footballer, you probably kind of understand it a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then end up leaving there. Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously go to Aberdeen then, is it? Yeah, they bought me. I think for two hundred k. Went up there. Spent six months up there. It was misery. I was actually all over the place mentally. I literally wasn't in it. How'd that even come about though? The Milv? Yeah. Just, I think there was a couple of clubs like Luton and stuff wanted to sign me. And then Aberdeen, Aberdeen a huge club like. Mm. Won the Champions League twice. Mm. Fan base is huge. So I was thinking this would be a good opportunity and uh, honestly. The last team to beat Ryan was in the European final. <laughs> Seeing that on TikTok the other day. Really yeah. boys? Who was the manager 30? Of Aberdeen? Yeah. Big name. Big name. Right, that's just so I think it is. The it? manager? Yeah. Of Aberdeen, Scottish? Alex Ferguson? Yeah. Yeah, Great yeah, show. yeah. I was just thinking the Scottish people, I was like, who the fuck was it? Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we went up there, uh, but again, Ferguson was at a few of the matches and all, and you're up there and you're thinking, this is deadly, like. So obviously, the history of the club, uh, the size of the club, and so it just made sense to go there. And then I was thinking, if I do well here, it might be a little stepping stone to move to Celtic. Yeah. And it wasn't an unrealistic thought, like it wasn't outlandish to think that. But yeah, I was there a couple of months, wasn't doing really well, wasn't playing. Started well pre-season, wasn't playing then. And uh, my sister ended up dying then when I was over there. So I was already struggling enough not playing. And then that happened. So I was like, right, this isn't for me. I went back, the manager was giving it a big and saying, come back, we'll get you going again, we want you, you'll be playing, whatever, whatever you need. And then I went back and I wasn't really like that. He would kind of left me in the dark again. So I was sitting there just thinking one day, I was like, this isn't for me. Went and spoke with the manager and he was more than happy to let me leave. And that, that just kind of summed up for me how he how, how really felt. Yeah, like he was, didn't, wasn't any, oh, give it a week, give it two weeks, give it this, I try this. It was just, yeah, you can go. So then ultimately I ended up leaving, coming back to Pats. But Aberdeen's a bit mad. Greyest city in the world. Mm. Ever heard of it? The Granite City, it's called. No. It's just grey, grey walls everywhere. Building's great. So you said the greatest yeah. city in the world. I thought you said the greatest. I was like, what? No. The greatest city <laughs> no, in the world. No, greatest. <laughs> Cold. Wind had cut you in half. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a tough time up there, but it teaches you a lot, I suppose. And see, run. when you asked them to let you go, did you know you were going to come back to Pats or did you just want to come home and then football was second to that? <sighs> yeah, it was kind of second at that time, but I knew Pats would always take me back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I could have went to Dundalk as well at the time. Had a few chats with them, but once Pat's kind of come in, they offered me a really good deal. Offered me a place to stay. You know, obviously coming back, you wouldn't have that. Like, I didn't want to go back to stay in my mom's. I was 20-odd now. And then they offered me a good deal, so I was always going to come back, yeah. You were obviously going through a grieving process as well. Up yeah, in Scotland, so I didn't know how to deal with it either. Did they support you with that? No, I was literally in the dark. Like, I was just to myself, like, I was coming in, training and leaving. So obviously you would have happened to tell them you're coming home because of... Yeah, and that's what, like he said, he was giving it all that, saying, whatever you need and you come back, now all this false promises. And as soon as I got back, it was the same story as before I left. Just left in the dark, left there to kind of... How long did you come home for? Uh, to be fair, I didn't come home for long enough. No. Well, I had to take about a week to bury someone and then I think I was back over a couple of days later. So I didn't give myself enough time. With your family and stuff? Yeah, like to just... And I always found that during that process, I was kind of the person that everyone leaned on because I was always making the jokes and 
you know, covering up for my own feelings, I was, I'd be done with the jokes or whatever, so just in the terms of that. So I never really dealt with it myself. I never got really advice on how to deal with it. So yeah, I kind of struggled then a couple of months after with like grieving, yeah. yeah, which I didn't really understand. Still to this day, you can't. It's, what it's happened there, Gabe, if you don't mind me asking? You don't have to go into it if you don't. Well, no, it was, it was a weird one because my sister obviously passed away when uh, she was in service in, in the army and stuff. So it was, it was pretty good like that. She got military service and all, but in terms of what actually happened, I still don't to this day really know because I've never allowed it to, I've never asked the questions, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've never got I know she died while she was sleeping and stuff, but what details and that I, I never really cared for because it's like it was it's like opening that box up, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit like, weird, like, okay, coming from, yeah. and it's not, it's, it's, it's not really why you should be living, you should really be open up and you know, tackle it as it is, but it's just my way of dealing with it, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, no, the service and all for her was lovely. Mm. We ever had a military uh, funeral? No, but I've, I know what they are. Yeah, like, beautiful they are, honestly. Yeah. It gave me a lot of, uh, I don't know, like comfort, I felt really like? good comfort. Yeah, I was really, I was really comforted and just, you know, I was really proud of yeah. that process. Like, cause I was really good. It was How tough old time, was she get? Uh, she would have been 30 something, 30 odd. Mm. Yeah, young enough, like mid 30s, I say. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it took its toll, it took its toll on everyone in the family as well. And then obviously after that, everyone kind of has to really learn how to communicate and stuff yeah. like that. So and I think what kind of happened on my Lord away my home then as well. Yeah, you come home for that, and then you have to go back home and yeah, obviously. Yeah, and I had my own problems with not not playing, like not seeing my daughter. She was obviously at home, um, so stuff like that. And then it all just kind of came to a bubble, and it didn't really end well. I suppose. Now you hate Aberdeen, over. No, <laughs> don't hate them. But <laughs> it just didn't work out, and I think a lot of things could have been better from from myself and from them. Mm. That's why I was asking about the support because you'd imagine a club like that dealing with something like that would. Yeah, now to be fair, that Pats, when I came home, we weren't really playing well as a team and stuff. And I remember the manager, he actually did pull me, Harry Kenny. He was, Do you want to go speak to someone? I was like, I was too proud to go speak to someone. Like, I never, not, that's not for me. Ended up going speaking to someone and it actually really helped me. So, yeah, I, it's something that I always kind of advocate for is if you need to actually speak to someone, there's, there's people out there that will listen and stuff. I know mental health's a big thing nowadays, but it's it's something that we we need to keep hammering home to people that it's okay to speak to people. It's yeah. good to say coming from someone in the League of Ireland as well, because as we said, it was chaos and has a bad reputation, but that's yeah. a professional side really coming through, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more than just who you're putting on the pitch, it's what you're doing off the pitch and the support that's there. It shows a level of care like that. Big time, like, yeah. The manager coming to me and saying that, like, it's if I play well, we all benefit, he benefits, I benefit, so it's... It's collectively everyone everyone mm. pushing the right direction and you see in the league now there's a organisation called Head in the Game. They run a lot of stuff like with mental health issues and I think they actually sponsored right the United Stadium at one stage. So there's a lot of stuff progressively coming together yeah. for that. Like so uh, yeah, it's good steps as well. Good, they look at the individual and not as a player. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people view me as just as how can you be sad you're playing football? And it's the same with the Harry Maguire thing. People yeah. be looking at him saying, He's on a hundred grand a week. How can he be playing shit or how can he be having any sort of feelings other than playing football? He's not robot. Yeah, it's always That's like, what I mean. It's not. Your money and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I'm mad. I would be handy crying in a range, you but. Yeah, <laughs> you better than crying at the back of Dublin bus. Like, but That's yeah. it, but uh, no, but a lot of people don't see that side of it and they just view it as a, as a number on the back of a jersey. That's it. Go out and play and whatever's going on in your life doesn't really matter. But I think there's a, there's a good recognition of, of the person rather than the player now. Uh, yeah. through a lot of that stuff through mental health stuff and you know organisations like that I think probably one of the benefits over here is that the country and the league itself is so small a lot of people yeah. know a lot of stuff yeah. yeah about what's going on you know what I mean so it does help and helps people understand you know what I mean yeah it is true and a lot of people like I know a lot of people now that would speak to people more openly like a group of lads like you'd have it even with any sort of your mates or whatever you could actually have a chat with them with family members or whatever mm. And that's just true. Everyone's just coming together as well. That was unheard of years ago. Yeah, no. That's what when he said that to me about speaking, someone was like, "No, no chance." Yeah, no chance. Just, just bought it all up. Red, like, yeah, it's like, like yeah, not weird. to talk. Or, not yeah. yeah, not to talk, but it's just unheard of. Yeah, like, like I'm not opening up to him. What's he gonna do with that information? Yeah. Yeah. So you get on the back foot, like definitely. Yeah, but not even that. You don't hear of clubs encouraging it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one thing a person pulling you personally and saying you should do that, and that's great. But like a club encouraging it, you know what I mean? The shows yeah. a lot, a lot of backing, a lot of and that's I think support. the progression of the league. It's a lot more, it's a lot more stuff like that now. Like in terms of off the field stuff, do you look at nutrition and 
I know that's a separate point to mental health and all, but it's all coming together nicely. It's well, like well it's, it's been yeah. pushed out. Yeah. And the, the PFI do a lot of stuff as well. They have counsellors, people you can speak to about any sort of addictions and stuff like that. So them people pushing it will only bring the game on forward and bring people on forward, I suppose. Did you ever see a sports psychologist? So this guy I went to see was kind of a like a counsellor kind of sports psychologist. He had a bit of everything, but he was trying to get <laughs> like wins out of us. Like obviously by speaking to us, his angle was how do I get his confidence back? But he also had the side with of the he could deal with grievances and stuff like that. So he knew both. Great fella called Jerry sadly passed away. He he was my counsellor. And I found him really helpful. He got he got me going again. Just through talking and just opening up a little bit, which I didn't think was going into, I didn't think it was a possibility at all. But then next while you're just sitting there and you're chatting and next while you're feeling a little bit better because you've got say X, Y, and Z off your chest. It really is that simple as well. I don't think people understand that just talking about it, yeah. no counselor like Especially uh, like this podcast as well. It's kinda of like a, a counselling kind of session. Like you can get a lot of stuff out off your chest and that's why in terms of me coming on here, I was thinking at that angle of it. Yeah. You know, I can get my, a couple of points across about my mm-hmm. life and, you know, my help somebody down the road. Fair play to you as well, because you're this brave. Yeah. I'm on a platform kind of like yeah, No, it is, it is. And I've only recently, past one, two, three years maybe, learned how to actually do that. And I always find myself, like, who's going to listen to me? Like, the questions I had when you text me today, I was like, who's going to listen to me? But I actually do have a story there, like, and how... You know, just persevering through things, you can you can come out the other side of like these mental and it health have issues. To be, the thing where it is talking about it is somebody doesn't have to go through that exact s- situation you went through. So you were obviously away from home, a sister passed. There was a lot of stuff going on with your mental health, and that fucked up. There's probably not many people who can relate to that. But when you're talking about opening up and yeah. speaking to a counselor and stuff like that, then people can nearly relate to that. Or like, yeah. it doesn't have to be. It's not the situation. It's just saying, go and talk to someone. Yeah. And just then pushing that it out just there. pushing it out yeah. there and, and showing that know there's that, not a stigma. Like. Yeah, there's, like if he's going, like, I could, I could yeah. go. Definitely, like yeah. that. And so in terms of that as well, I see myself as someone who's playing football. I see lads on the streets now. And it's like, oh, he's a footballer. I could be a footballer. So you don't really know how you affect people. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. You just have to keep pushing yourself and, you know, being the best version of yourself, I suppose. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, Gay, okay, it's fair to say that your second spell at Pat's not as good as your first one. Mm, don't know. We won a cup. We won a, the FAI Cup in the Aviva. What was it? Two, three years ago now. So last, not last year. Two years ago. Yeah, it was a great day. It was like forty odd thousand. I think at the game scored a belter of a goal as well. Then I also <laughs> it was actually scary because then I went to miss the penalty. I was like, oh no, it can't be me. Uh, yeah, so it was, that was like some occasion. But we've had had some good European nights. We played out in Bulgaria last mm. year. Be. Uh, Sophia and stuff a bit mad playing them countries as well but uh, yeah no it's it's been up and down a bit of success here and there but the fourth spell at Pats was, we won the league cup and we had a we were the main team in the country whereas now we're, we're striving to be better than what we are yeah and is that back in Europe this year as well back in Europe this year yeah so you get a good little uh, good little holiday over some of the lads call it a stag deal <laughs> <laughs> go with Jay McGuinness funny fella he used to call it a stag deal where are we going on stags this year <laughs> you get like mad countries like Poland and Lithuania and stuff like that been to some good countries so it should be good to see where we go what are them trips like though do you even see much of the place are you not just in training session boom game yeah it depends home. like sometimes the club will, will fork out and get you an extra day or two there you might get to see a little bit but you're mainly just in the hotel you'll train close to the hotel mm. go to the game but then you get a night out if the second leg if is win. away <laughs> yeah you know if the second leg's away and it came to a conclusion you see that out or is that true whatever used to be some nights out like some stories from them days like used to be gas i was only a kid sometimes in the first few and uh all the lads people just rocking around like Lithuania gargling going into mad clubs like yeah. you imagine no one know you like, over there yeah like and do, do you think you're a celebrity just because you're going around the gear because you wouldn't bring clothes some lads be smart enough to bring going out clothes like yeah. saying he might give us a night out so we'll bring the going out clothes uh, some good stories though from it I could tell you a few but probably not oh, fair. Yeah. put a few in, in the dirt yeah so obviously this season you haven't got off to the best of starts and you were probably one of the teams tipped to push Rovers this season. Yeah, we were. We have a good, to be fair, we have a good squad and uh, we should be doing a lot better than we are. Everybody, I suppose, isn't isn't pulling away. I know I scored a couple of goals, but I'm not really playing the best. I know a lot of lads would probably say the same that there's there's plenty more in us. It's just about 
getting that out of us now as well. Because you finished strong last season. Finished fairly strong, yeah. No, finished fourth, but we, we, I think we went on a good, a good six run, or seven yeah. win streak. And that's all this league really needs. You need a little streak like that and you're back up there. And everybody loves it again, I suppose. But that's football. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we, we haven't been the best this year, but, you know, it's not something that we've given up on. We're still trying every week. Still early days, like Johnny and Rovers got off, they have a bleeding slow start as well. And now yeah. they look like they're shifting into the game. Now it looks like, right, they may in business now. They're going to. Yeah. A lot of people are talking too. about that. I was never worried about Rovers being anywhere near the top. They were always going to be there. Yeah. You know, too much quality in the squad. Like, yeah. Uh, too much options off the bench and stuff. They have a massive squad with players that would probably get into any other team in the league. So, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Derry are good. Bowers are flying. Yeah, so we just need to kind of cop on a bit and get, get back on. On the coattails of them. Get the finger out, get William. Fucking. Come <laughs> on. I'm only messing. So come out. The Pats one. You sound like a Pats one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking after the boys, you know what I mean? But come out. So I know it's probably a bit awkward for you, but the yeah. manager obviously lost his job this morning. And I'm not going to ask you about details about that. All I want to know is, yeah, how do you find out about that? Like, what's that like for you? Are you using a WhatsApp group? Do you just get an email off the club? Do they ring you all individually? What way does that work? Um, so I, I have a good relationship with the with the club and Garrett and all, but um, it's one of them where you, I kind of woke up this morning seeing on Twitter, and then the captain Joe was after been onto the owner, and he kind of gave the info of what's the next plan for the next few days and stuff, and what course of action he's gonna take. So I think it's just true that I actually just woke up. I woke up at half eleven this morning, and it's just been announced a couple of minutes before. So it was a bit of a shock to wake up to, but. Um, the biggest yeah, shock no. is you waking up at half eleven. Day <laughs> off. Day is played now over at that stage. Our professional football. Day off. Fucking finger out. Day off. Have the rest. No rest of the week. <laughs> Go on, sorry. What were you saying? Two games of bleeding four days. <laughs> yeah, weird. Told you it was hot out oh, yesterday. Oh, I was sunstroked and all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's just unfortunate that that kind of happens. You know, I wouldn't like to see that happen anywhere. But in terms of the process, it's kind of done on a, a board level. I think players don't really have any say or kind of any inkling that it's going to happen. Yeah. Just disappointing. That's happened, I suppose. Like, you don't want to see anyone lose their job, especially people, families, and you know, bills to pay. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. You have a, you have some highlight reel. Yeah, it's, it's decent. I get a good ten minutes. You can sit there every night watch it, like <laughs> I did for the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's, you know, no, it's a, a joke. Highlight reel, isn't it? Yeah, no. Right, it's even good. the goals. Well, you have your little moments as well. You know what I mean? Making the show, people. Yeah, especially now we have a guy at uh, Pat's Bernardo comes in. He has. His little uh, GoPro, he's on everything. He's in every angle of like the stadium. Now trying to catch a little moment before every game. He's like, I'll be over there, do something. Now like, I'll be over this corner, for, like, do a little something there. So I always try manoeuvre myself over to that side of the pitch and do something. Get straight one-on-one, -on -one. he's taking a detour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come over step here. over. <laughs> trying to back in. <laughs> now, but it's, especially with the introduction of TikTok and all now, yeah. there's a load of uh, clips like that now you can see, which is which is good, yeah. Mm. So what's your favourite goal, Elga? The one in the final was, was my favourite. Yeah. Just for the occasion and, you know, my ma wouldn't come to many games. She was there, my, my son, my daughter, my girlfriend was there, so everyone was there. Such a great occasion. I think someone should have hit you about 20 yards into that run. Ah, yeah, 100%. It looked fast. I wasn't even moving that fast. The other fellow behind me was slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best player you played with in your career? Uh, with and against, sorry. Jesus, I don't know. Who was the best player you played against then? Give us against. But I do want someone the best player you played with as well. Best against? Someone, do you know what I don't like about this question? You know when you see some people and they, like, they play like a five-minute cameo against Ronaldo and you just go, Ronaldo! And you're yeah. like, he probably was shooting that five minutes that you were playing, probably didn't do that. So we so, asked Jack Bourne and he said, where's O'Hillan? That yeah, shocked me. Yeah, he was a joke though. Yeah, look, but that, I mean, he could have easily just went, Tevez or okay. yeah. however, company. Mm. And good think one. That's what I mean, people lead. who, when you went onto the pitch, you were like, Jesus Christ, that fella's legal. Yeah. And I was shocked you. It's a good one, a friend of mine, Bermo, yeah, was playing at, he played for Rovers when Real Madrid played Rovers. Mm. Ronaldo's first ever game at Real Madrid. Yeah. And he played against Ronaldo, like, that's sick. That's a joke. And he man. said, uh, ball was coming on a doyag. And he was like that guy on the head and you just seeing a body just come take her on the chest from about 40 feet in the air. But like that's that's playing against Ronaldo for yeah. 90 minutes yeah, off. We had someone minutes on the podcast who played against Messi, didn't we? We're trying to get someone on the podcast who played against Messi. I'm sure. Better football than Messi. I'm sure we played. Say nothing. Did Ireland play Argentina with Keith Tracy or something? And Messi was on. Why did why is that ringing bells with me? He probably did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he would have. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, because yeah. he played in the Aviva that year. I remember, yeah. Cause yeah. I knew a fellow played. Joke. Imagine just being chained. 
Like you want to be deadly, like you be yeah. this one year straight away gets your jersey after the match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you get the high style. He brings a load of jerseys with him. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know. we're all talking about this. Uh, fair ball, so. But I don't get that because you're gonna get a jersey. It's not even his. I want the one with the sweat on it. Like you want the one yeah. that he's had to, you had to be trying to pull out the whole match. No. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just worry yourself, go up the fino, few slow tackles in it, put it in a frame. That's messages can't like Down the magazine hills in it, you know what I mean? Can yeah. you think of a player winning against now? I played against this fella Who in Bosnia, God. yeah. Who? This fella in Bosnia called Wagner. Wagner? Why do I know that name? No, Who did you play for? I don't know what it's that's the same fella. That's there's a fella called, it's Louis Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a fella called Wagner, maddest player I've ever seen in my life. Not Wagner Love, I think you're thinking about ah, Wagner Love, not this guy. Time the dreadlocks. Did he go to everything at one stage for a like spell? Like he was good, yeah. Yeah. He used this, to change the colour of his dreadlocks depending on the jersey. This fella Wagner, he was just a pimp playing football. A pimp playing football? Yeah, in Bosnia, he was a legend. <laughs> like, he was tatted up and that was weird. But no, probably the best player I've ever played against was probably William. William, yeah. Yeah, he was very good. And then played with. Get off Hagen there, look at him. Get off Hagen's actually very good. He was actually so good. I hope someone makes a headline now and get far saying John Terry was brutal. <laughs> no, I don't even No. Cut that. Nah, probably get those up there, yeah. Played with, I don't know. A fella called Marcus Madison, very good. Played up here. He went a bit off the head, but. Yeah. Who's the best player in the league? In my league, mm. Jack. Yeah. Jack Bourne yeah. why, are you so confident? why is that so straight I know why but I does your head in playing against him yeah he's so small he's so nimble he played him two weeks ago he's very good but then it's weird like that because you always talk about you say he needs to be my mark but then you, you forget that I know the two lads were on the podcast so I'm not just trying to bring them up but then you have Bork he was getting on the ball it's very good yeah, that's why we just... had them on we only have good ballers on <laughs> I mean I you want because we were stuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's fuming <laughs> You got an Ireland call up Yeah in 2016 A provisional squad one But I thought, I thought That was it I'm in I'll play this match And all like I'll meet the lads But it was only a provisional So that It's like He used to do bleeding 40 man squad Or something didn't he Just a man like, But back then Are you not proud of that now Ah yeah absolutely 100% But I was fully committed I was ringing people I'm in the Ireland squad I'll be, I'll be home and all I might see it <laughs> <laughs> The thing got chopped <laughs> <laughs> Cut out about 12 players from it. Yeah, now what? Uh, I am. I was immensely proud of it, but um, yeah, I was filming, then it got chopped to like 20, 32 players or something. It gets cut down to. And it gets cut again then. Something like, like that, yeah. So, you, yeah. What do you think of Evan Ferguson? Ah, oh, yeah, he's deadly. He scored against us uh, for Bowers. I'm not sure what age he was. Like, he might have been only 15, but he scored and his leg, he's obviously tall enough, but his leg was up way high. Mm. And the referee said he handballed it. He said he punched it in. Because his leg was up ridiculous, mm. so he punched it in. So I think that would have made him like broke some record for the youngest goal scorer or something like that. Did he shock you that when you seen him first playing? Or is he just had to get better as he's gone? Uh, he's get obviously better. got better since then. But and back then you didn't like he wasn't like nah we, bat, we beat him, balls and all that day, so I wasn't really yeah. conscious of him doing that. But since then he's obviously kind of leaps and bounds, isn't he? He's a joke, boy. Talk him down to United and all that's sick. Yeah, he's got joining that new day and now, but I tell you, well, smart after. Of that. Yeah, oh, he'll stay yeah. there, get game time. How much do you reckon yeah. he's getting there? How should we get 20, 30 grand a week? I'd say more. Ah, he has power and he has the power in his, yeah. his court now, yeah. Do you reckon, yeah? Yeah. So they'd be desperate to, be. to keep him, so he's like, yeah, bumped that up a little bit. It's not like as if he's come on in two cup games, Scott, but he's no. banging goals in the league. He's playing for Ireland and all now, it makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And scored for Ireland. Has there been any more talks of you playing for Ireland yet? No. Me, no, no. Do you think that chance is gone? Ah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I don't know, I'd like to... Can you not just go on a spell of say three to six months of just solid football and get that call up? Ah, you could, yeah, obviously. And then, but you need the manager to want it and stuff like that. I think they'll always go with a bit more of a youth. That's like that in the league world setup. Like when Jack and I think Borky played, they were a bit a good bit younger. Uh, whereas I'm 30 now, so I'm like. Was Wizzo not old enough getting a call up to the Ireland squad? Yeah, or yeah. Playing Bobby Ireland. Brady or yeah, something? he was playing in England and all. It's once you're playing over there, it's it's, it's like an automatic. Yeah, and it's less. Frowned upon, like if someone's bringing me in, you'll have Ireland a third year old, yeah, like, yeah, in the Premier Division, what are Ireland, we or third year old in the Championship. It's a big difference, like, yeah. You know what I mean, I and I could be a better player than the fella in the Championship, but it's yeah. just not seen as as harshly at levels. And yeah. then, like, they could lose the game either way. Yeah, they lose the game with you in the squad. Yeah. It's a lot worse yeah, than losing yeah. the game the Championship playing the squad. Yeah, I shocked that Jack doesn't play frequently in the Ireland squad, like. 
I, I think he should be there or thereabouts. Like, has he not again, like he's like that. Level. Has he not been injured a lot over the last year? Yeah, he, he has been able to put time, the, yeah. the last year of uh, recently, he's performed as recently. He played yesterday, now he's very good. He's never fired off. I wouldn't say he's ever fired off. Being it's that person getting called in, so he said that he's the best player on the lake. Yeah, and the best player on the lake can't even go to game. Like. I think if it was, if this was about a year, eight months ago, you'd see a lot more talk about getting a league of Ireland player into the Ireland team. Yeah, but I think because we've come so far with Kenny. Yeah. And it's like they're at the end of the rope for him now. Like, come here, you better get this right or you're yeah. chopped. Like, can't risk probably bringing in a. Not now. Yeah. 18 months ago, we would have got it away. Fresh, it was all just new ideas yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I do understand that. Yeah. And then that's the pressure of the job, I suppose. But I don't think Jack's ever far away from being that League of Ireland player going, playing for Ireland. You get me? I think he's always going to the first thought for yeah, any managers that's there. Yeah. yeah, so. Right. Coming to the end. Yeah, wrap this one up. Yeah. Right. Okay, thanks for coming on. We know you're well, bleeding. You were heartbroken after last night. And <laughs> we were saying it like this this fella you were playing and you went up to Dirty Friday night. Yeah. He's got beaten. And we're like, I'd be grand if you on the podcast too. So then he's got beaten last night. We're like, I'd still come on. And then the manager got the sack. <laughs> yeah, this Karen, morning. Parents yeah. ring him. Ring yeah. him. <laughs> I sent you a message this morning. Thing I was like, it's You're actually annoyed me if I text him back. He takes back eight hours later every oh. time. And you know Bro, what? I do text him stuff and I do forget. Like, he just responded. Yeah. Like, I can't even remember what I said to you, mate. Like, I goes, yeah, what do I need? Two days later. Nah, no, just show up. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and that goes for everyone out there. I'm like that as well. Someone's at the end of this stage of the podcast and you think I haven't texted back. I'm a nightmare with that phone. So I'm not ignorant. Because we actually got a message saying that the other day and I was going to send the voice yeah. note back going, shoot you. And I was like, just don't. Because I'm not. Just that I'm in I believe you because I'm fa- fairly similar like that myself. Yeah. Just you don't have a PA now again. Now you're big time. Like. You'll stop it. <laughs> <laughs> on a Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a Facebook page? Oh, yeah, I still have Facebook. Like page. a fan page now? Oh, no, no. It's a few of them on TikTok and all. Yeah. When I'm low on confidence, I need to go on. Just have a look. What, like Give Forrest a fan page? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would have done videos Let's play it, no? Bad video, confidence. Like. Yeah, do you want to make a fan page for fucking us? Right, right we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, again, thanks for coming yeah, in. Brother. Episode 123. Yep. 123, done and dust. So take us out there, Kino. Boom! Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? What you fucking in? Just a little The hip knocker.